Pirates versus Tyrants. This is the Tom Wren Show, where we practice piracy on the enemies of freedom and liberty. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. We are excited to be here today. Uh, you know, in a world where the things are just going to hell and everything's on fire, we decided uh, we were kind of thinking about stories to tell and, and news to look at and things like that. And uh, so just before the show, and of course, we've got uh, diversity hire producer Andrea here, uh, short stack herself, uh, Frankie. And uh, we are, uh, we're all here. We're having a big party today. So before the show, we were talking about things to, you know, to discuss important topics of the day. You get the World Economic mm-hmm. Forum, their Davos stuff. Mm-hmm. We got, uh, you know, Biden pushing CBDCs, Trump fighting it. You've got uh, election fraud, just chaos all over the world. But I think the most important story that we can open up with is a personal story because producer Andrea has informed me repeatedly that people like to hear personal stories. <laughs> They like to have things that they can relate you to. So I'm going to tell a personal story from my childhood. And you're going to I think it's really important. And mm-hmm. I want to, I'm going to start this story by telling you that at the end of this story, I want you to all understand why we need to make hashtag laminate my penis go viral. <laughs> HR, okay. HR. Uh, well, Frankie hasn't heard this story, so so Short Stack does not know the laminate your penis story. Um, but it it's, sounds like a very heartfelt tale. It mm-hmm. is. It's it's very <laughs> it's very heartfelt, and yeah. everybody should understand this. Mm-hmm. So this goes back to the days of my youth in Oak Harbor Junior High School, Oak Harbor, Ohio. All three thousand people. Uh, my my junior high school ran by a wonderful man, a veteran named Dan Kalo, who who uh, I, I spent a lot of time with him in his principal's office. Uh, believe it or not, I was a, a bit of a stinker as a student, but uh, our junior high school had a, a study hall, and the study hall was connected to the library. It's all one giant room, and within this room, you you have a bunch of tables that are in the the uh, the junior high school library. And on one of those tables was a laminating machine. You know, they used to laminate documents or whatever. And uh, one particular day uh, (laughs) during during our study hall, things were very, very loud. You know, just just out of control, a bunch of junior high kids being loud and yappy. And uh, a couple of friends were sitting with me at the at the table where the laminating machine was. And uh, we were talking and and it as junior high boys do, and there's a laminator on the table, right? So uh, the the study hall monitor became quite frustrated at all the noise and says, everybody shut up. Well, <laughs> you know how sometimes when, uh, when, when that happens, you're in mid-sentence, right? And, and so, you, you, you know, everybody dies off and that last person is still talking. Well, it just so happened that my buddy who was at the table was in the process of saying, I don't even really remember what, but for whatever reason, the whole study hall went dead silent, except for him, and all you heard was a resounding, laminate my penis. 
I don't really to this day have any idea what he was talking about or why that came out, but I do know that the that from that point on, in Oak Harbor Junior High, the catchphrase "laminate my penis" became a legend. And so to this day, uh, when whenever there's a bunch of kind of chaotic things going on, and uh, you just don't know what to say, I may throw out a well, "laminate my penis," right? Uh, yes. Because uh, which you do frequently. <laughs> well, you know, I think I, I have to explain to people that there's a story behind this. He doesn't I have tried to it in court. Yet. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, anyways, now now the world knows the story of laminating. And, instead of like order in the court, you would say as as a judge, Judge yeah. Renz, yeah. the honorable. Hit the gavel. Tom, hit the, the gavel. honorable Renz would hit Let the gavel. Let me my penis. Let me my penis. And I would wager that the whole courtroom <laughs> would go silent. Oh yeah, I mean, it works. It it's highly effective. Right? If you really want to catch someone's yeah. attention, you throw that out there, and you because how does that how does that phrase ever come about? How do about? those words ever come together? But they did organically they did. at they one did. point in Oak Harbor, Ohio. In Oak Harbor Middle School, we spent a lot of time analyzing how it is that those words ever came out of anybody's mouth, yeah. especially that loudly. So. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, uh, hashtag laminate my penis. The sweet, innocent young men. Yeah. Yeah. Oak Harbor. Oak Harbor Junior High School and laminate my penis should <laughs> should go viral today. I hope that. So what what we should do is have everyone everyone listening live hashtag, hashtag laminate my penis. Let's have this trending on Twitter. Um, we can make this a shirt if you want this <laughs> as a shirt. This should definitely be wow. a shirt. Comment, comment wherever you're watching and say, I want to hashtag laminate my penis. And yeah. we'll know by the votes if we should make this a shirt. Oh yeah, my I goodness. And I like, I like how you opened this by blaming me. You do this really <laughs> great thing so that when Holly or your wife or someone goes, what the heck were you guys talking about on the show today? You started with, it's Andrea's fault that I'm telling you this story, essentially. Well, it was. It <laughs> was. But, but you're my diversity hire, so I mean I have to respect your diverse mm -hmm. opinion. Otherwise, so when Frankie know, makes a bunch of shirts and hats with this stuff on it, that'll also be my fault. Well, it was all your idea. It all came from you. <laughs> I think we should also make it some coffee mugs. I mean, we can we can go we can go wild with this. I'm in. I'm in. Clearly, yeah. this is a this is going to be a whole. This is how I'm going to try and make my millions off of laminate my penis. Yeah. This, this is how we save the country right here. We're, we're definitely saving the world. Yes. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe we should get into something that's actually newsworthy here. Um, oh goodness. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just saying. Um, I need to so there is actually coffee. there is actually news happening in the world other than you know how junior high boys use laminator machines. Uh, <laughs> it's hard to believe that junior high boys are considered so mature. I mean, that's funny even at forty six. I mean, <laughs> well, we, man, when you're still at a 12 year old maturity age age is age is just a number mr Renz. it really is it really are we, are we suggesting that i stop maturing at 12 <laughs> maybe I mean, 13 i don't know uh, around 13. there yeah 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 <laughs> hey you know y'all put up with me so it's all good all right so uh Speaking of uh, kind of poking fun at, at ignorance and absurdity, headline Elon Musk pokes fun at our WEF overlords as Klaus, the human genitalia Schwab, worries about the need to rebuild trust. 
Well, this is kind of an important thing because, uh, you know, we've got Davos going on. I really don't think that we can talk enough about what these buffoons are saying and doing over there. And, uh, you know, by the way, uh, I don't think we've ever asked Frankie. I know that you and I have talked about this extensively, Andrew, and since we're already off the rails today. Um, <laughs> Frankie, have we ever discussed the fact that Klaus Schwab looks like a penis and that's why we call him the human genitalia? Oh, no, he absolutely does. I mean, if you open up a dictionary, like a, like a visual picture dictionary, that's that's what you see under penis. I would say that's probably true. I'd give it a one in five chance that in the picture dictionaries, that's what you do see is his picture. That yeah, I mean, it's, it's it's obviously not not a good, strong looking one. I mean, it's it's not one that you would like, but it, it is, it is, it is, yes. A little limp and wrinkly. <laughs> it's all good. This is why I, Short Stack is here because she's has no problem. She doesn't shy away from this stuff, as you can no, see. Never. Um, all three foot of her is, she's very brave. All three foot of her. Yeah. Well, so Tom has human <laughs> genitalia, wrinkled genitalia, and then you have man boobs. Yeah. And then what was Yuval? What was your nickname for Yuval? Little weenie. I think it was yeah, little, little weenie. weenie. I yeah. think he's a little weenie. So he has special nicknames for, for everyone. Yeah. 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 Grumpy Greta. We try oh, to come Grump- up with them. Grumpy Greta's my favorite. She's so grumpy. Grumpy Greta's my favorite too. Poor Grumpy. Poor, poor Grumpy. Yeah, so, poor grumpy. so grumpy. What a what a terrible, such a privileged childhood she has. I mean, so many reasons to be grumpy. Yeah. Yeah. She's got a tough life getting mm-hmm. paraded around doing what she does. Anyways, so <laughs> Elon is poking fun at the WEF. Um, and this has really been interesting because. I mean, this whole Davos show is like just a, a freaking mess. You know, I, um, I mean, it's been some good things. We get this new president from Argentina, Malay. He he's calling these guys out. You know, telling them they're a bunch of socialist buffoons and that you know these are a disaster and that side of the world's on fire, which is not a real big surprise in light of the fact that they've literally talked about setting the world on fire. I mean, that's the Great Reset, right? These guys want to to burn the world. Uh, that's what Klaus Schwab has openly written and talked about is destroy the world so we can build it back. Mm-hmm. So we got all that going on. And uh, yeah, as this is all happening, you got you got the genitalia himself, Klaus Schwab up there talking about, and he, he actually says, quote, there's a fundamental need to embody trusteeship, which means to care for the greater good. And he's talking about the importance of, quote, rebuilding trust. Now, why is he talking about that? Well, what's happened is, is you've got, I want you guys to understand, this is a pretty important thing. So the WEF, the World Economic Forum, all this is, is a club for billionaire uh, billionaire comp- industry heads, right? If you've got billion, trillion dollar businesses and you are interested in, uh, you know, controlling the world. You join the the World Economic Forum. You work with them, and uh, you you get a seat at the table for kind of deciding how the world's going to move forward. Right? Obviously, you've got to understand a few things about this. First of all, a business as an entity has only one purpose, and that's to make money. A business doesn't have morality. It's not a person. It's not a place. It's not a thing. It's just a business. And its only purpose and its only reason for existence is to make money. In fact, a lot of the laws in America and elsewhere say that if you're running a business and you're not doing it in a way to maximize profits, you may get into legal trouble. 
So that's the purpose of it. So all these guys are looking at maximizing profit and they're all working together to do that. And that means at the expense of anyone else. And uh, certainly uh, they want to preserve the status quo for the big guys to make sure that they stay the big guys, which means working together to limit competition. So there's a lot of stuff that have that's what the World Economic Forum does. They try and well, meanwhile, they they understand that no one really likes the idea of a bunch of billionaire oligarchs controlling the universe. So they have to lie about what they do. And you know, Klaus Schwab is a descendant of a Nazi, much like George Soros. And so, you know, having learned from their forefathers and Goebbels and the such, they know that they like to accuse everybody else of doing exactly what it is that they do. Uh, You know, tried and true lessons from Goebbels and the Nazis and everything else, which, you know, these guys have learned a lot from, in my opinion. Uh, Well, in light of Yuval Noah Harari's constant praising of Hitler, that that seems to be something that I don't think you really have to question. Um, So... They talk about you know, trust and trusteeship and working in partnership with we the people. Davos crew wants to work with we the people, or at least they want you to think that they're working for your betterment. And so they tell you that they're fixing climate change, but climate change doesn't exist. It's a nonsense thing that they just made up so that they could tell you that they were fixing it. They uh, tell you that they're working to uh, to to make a, make people healthier, so they sell you vaccines, which they make a lot of money off of, and uh, the vaccines kill a lot of people. But that's okay because they're doing it with a uh, very very good intention. At least you, you're supposed to believe that. Um, yeah, this whole thing I, it just reeks. And if yeah, my mentor was a Nuremberg prosecutor. Uh, you know, Henry, Henry King, he was a wonderful, wonderful individual and had a huge influence on me and on my life. And, you know, sadly, Henry was very much uh, a believer in bringing the world together. And I agree with his, 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 him on that in, in principle. But the problem is, is that every time the world is coming together, it's coming together, not, uh, as free people of the world uniting for freedom and for goodness, it's always uh, coming together under groups like Hitler and Nazis, and people just want to control everybody. It is just we've not gotten to the point where we've been able to come together freely uh, in this world. So, you know, Henry would talk to me a lot because as a Nuremberg prosecutor, he'd talk to me a lot about what he learned, and I spent a lot of time studying. World War II and the Nazis. And it's interesting, if you really know that history, if you spend any time on it, the, the techniques used by the World Economic Forum and these guys, it's straight out of Goebbels. I mean, it's Nazi propaganda at 101. Uh, you know, these guys are just absolutely rotten, which, like I said, you know, Schwab and Soros both have, uh, you know, Nazi ties in their family and, you know, came from that sort of world. And uh, it's an interesting thing. So, uh this is this is kind of yeah, but when he talks about trusteeship and trust this, what he really means is he needs to work hard uh, to ensure that that everybody believes their lies because if people don't believe their lies, they may uh, you know they may fight against them. So that's that. Um, yeah, as he's talking to this, uh, you know, the world is rolling their eyes, what have you. 
And, uh, you know, Musk says the real issue is that Klaus wants to be emperor of the earth. He certainly dresses for the part. And the policies that seem to emerge from this gathering don't seem to make for an exciting future. Well, the, yeah, Elon is right. Uh, Elon is dead right. Uh, there is nothing exciting about the future coming from this. What you're getting is a bunch of people who are supporting essentially a fascist future. By the way, do you notice that they call everybody fascist when they're the actual fascists? Again, Goebbels, right? Uh, you know, we had Vicky on uh, uh, yesterday, Vicky mm-hmm. Richter, who was, uh, who was German, and she talked about, you know, in, in Germany, there's a lot of guilt from World War II still to this day. And so, yeah, they, they like to stifle dissent in Germany by calling people fascists or Nazis. Well, it's interesting because that's what the Nazis did, is they accused you of being what they were. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> and certainly Klaus knows how to do that. And he does want to be emperor of the world. So, uh, yeah, Musk made some comments and kind of joked about this. And there were a bunch of uh, silly things happening there. But I, I just we cannot turn away from what's happening there because these are people who are literally trying to take over the world. They're lying and manipulating. They are planning disease X now, which we're going to talk about a little bit in a minute, um, you know, which is going to be a much more dangerous version of COVID. It'll probably kill a lot more people. Now, I actually put out in a tweet, I want to say yesterday, um, yeah, the question. So is disease X going to primarily affect people who are vaccinated? And this is a real serious question. Because, you know, the vaccines, the COVID vaccines, a lot of our world leaders didn't get them. They got placebos. They got fakes. You know, the the, the in crowd didn't get them. So the question is, you know, was that a primer? And and don't tell me that that sounds like like it's ridiculous. What's ridiculous is that they put out a vaccine that wasn't a vaccine. It was literally a bioweapon. Yes. And, I mean, let's look at hydroxychloroquine. We found it out in our state where Frankie and I are at. We're here in Nevada. We found out at the very beginning of this, our corrupt corrupt governor at the time was trying to keep HCQ off the, the you know, he was one of those blue governors that's saying, oh, it's dangerous. No one no one should touch it. He actually, yeah. like, got rid of it in the anywhere, like in the prisons. No one could yep. get hydroxychloroquine. And then we had the proof that he was taking it himself. Yeah. We had the pharmaceutical proof his, he had people working for him that would go pick up his prescription. And then we started doing research and there were leaders all over the world that were on the HCQ protocol at oh. the start of this disease while they were telling you that it was dangerous to take. Yeah, people probably don't know that. Actually, if you got that paperwork, you should send that over to me. I should push that okay. out to people. Yep, um, we have it. And just just to add, it's it, it was funny for the, for the longest time we were these conspiracy theorists, right, that we were saying that this is potentially a bioweapon. But what a lot of people also don't know is that the companies that were manufacturing these vaccines also actually manufacture bioweapons. So what is that company doing even remotely close to the realm of producing vaccines for people if you, if you produce bioweapons? How can you mo- not make that connection? It's yeah. the most obvious connection. Well, I mean, listen, gain of function and bioweapons development is the same thing, literally. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, the only difference is, is that you claim that it's gain of function uh, so that, you know, uh, 
you don't you can get away with doing it, right? But 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 it's the same thing. You know, they say, well, we're doing gain of function so we can develop vaccines. Well, then I guess that's not a bioweapon. It's the same damn thing. So, anyways, this is all it's all nonsense, but. Yeah, this is what they do. These are liars and crooks and monsters. So, um, all right. So, by the way, I need everybody to support us at TomRens.com and Tom Renz Show. Uh, get our get our books. Get our this. Get our that. Uh, we need donations. We need a hundred thousand people, twenty bucks a month. We're really pushing that hard. We definitely need funding. We've got to keep pushing this. Your funding keeps us afloat. It's what this is how we fund the show. So we do everything. We're going to be bringing in some sponsors coming up. we got a bunch of different things we're going to be bringing in. A lot of different things we're going to be doing coming up. Um, but we do need your support in the meantime. We've got to get people supporting and backing us so that we can, uh, you know, keep on there and, you know, keep dev- keep pushing lawfare. Lawfare is, is really, it's really what the left does and the only way that we can get things done and to change things in this country. And 2024 is the year to do it. So, Please continue to support us. Please help us. Please share this show. Share the Time Run Show, the America Out Loud Network. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD for 25% off. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix Rx. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix Rx is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Change in the world one person at a time. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. 
it's a fight for the soul of humanity. kind of shift directions a little bit and uh, move into uh, another another little blur bear. I've got a video that I want to play for you guys and then I want to go on a rant. Yay, videos. From, uh, yeah, well, Man Boobs himself, the Ooh, king of Man fun. Boobs, Bill Gates, um, yeah, has a, we've got a video of him and, you know, it's an interesting thing. I want to just commit to everybody that as soon as Bill Gates finds an MRNA vaccine that can cure him of his man boobs, I'll consider, uh, I'll consider taking it. But until his, his magic gene therapies can fix his man boobs, I'm just really not interested. I, I got to tell you. Um, they probably also need to cure his generally nerdy demeanor. Uh, he really needs to find a gym. The guy just really needs a gym. Am I being mean, ladies? No, absolutely not. I mean, it, it goes back to this trust, right? They were talking in Davos about misinformation is the biggest threat to democracy, right? Yeah. But the thing is, how, how can we trust if... How can you tell us the best way to be healthy and what to eat if you have man boobs and look like you're literally pregnant? I mean, that the, there's that joke that that new, the new pregnant man emoji. That's literally Bill Gates. That's literally Bill Gates. Every time I see that emoji, I think Bill Gates. Yeah. I just want to point out here so that I officially have never really thought about Bill Gates looking like he's pregnant to go with his man boobs. That's all Frankie. Oh, yeah, that's, all sub, that's all short stack. That's for uh, sure. That's for sure. Beer belly. I don't know what that is, but yeah, I mean, I think it's, <clears throat> and again, I, it's not, we're not trying to be mean. I mean, I'm, I'm fine being mean to Bill Gates all day long. He's <laughs> evil. I'm more than okay. But it's yeah. fascinating when you look at these, these health department heads, right? Because we had the gal in California d during COVID, <clears throat> excuse me, who she looked like she was not alive. You remember her? She was real thin and like pale and just never looked very healthy. And then you've got, don't we have the transvestite one that's like federal level health department? And then we had a few other states that all the health czars they <laughs> were, looked. they didn't look healthy. So, um, sorry, Bill <laughs> Gates deserves, Bill Gates deserves every punch we throw at him. He looks oh, sick. Cool. And he doesn't look healthy, and we know he's trying to poison us. Well, let's so, and let's be real clear here, right? So man boobs gates hashtag. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, and let's be real clear why we do this, right? Just for anybody that's new to this, let's let's talk about. So the reason mm -hmm. that we rip these people is straight out of Walensky. We always learn from the other side and do what they say, but exactly. in an ethical way. Yeah, you know, Saul Alinsky talks about one of the most powerful weapons out there being ridiculed. Do you, does anybody remember Dan Quayle? Vice President Dan Quayle. Mm -hmm. So we're going back a little bit. But Dan Quayle, I mean, he mm -hmm. was a competent vice president. He was okay. He had nowhere near as many gaffes in the entirety of his, his term as vice president as Joe Biden has in any given day. But the media constantly ridiculed that guy. They ripped that guy apart. They tore him apart. They called him names, everything around the clock. And what happened was is he really became impotent. He wasn't able to do anything.
because people just viewed him as an idiot. So, you know, I mean, honestly, and I don't mean to tip my hand here, but yeah, the reason I call Klaus Schwab a penis, the reason that I say that Bill Gates is a, is a man boob turd is because th these people are not invincible. They're not, they're not undefeatable. They're just garbage, trash monsters that are out there killing people and causing problems. And uh, yeah, we, we've got to quit having acting like we're afraid of these guys. Call them names. Yeah. Make fun of them. Yes. Knock them down to size because they do it. They, they make fun. They're, they're rude. They're insulting. They treat people like hell. I mean, they, Gates is out there pushing stuff that kills people. Yeah. So, yeah. They've, they've built this empire of false compassion, and yeah. so many people fall for it. Well, that's right. And so let me tell you what. I am only talking about Bill Gates's man boobs and pregnant-looking body because I want him to know that, that he should work to be healthier. It's only out of compassion that we're talking about his man boobs. All right. Um, so, but without <laughs> further ado, let's... let's uh, uh, let's, let's play some Bill Gates here. Yay. Um, here we go. All right. Rumble's going to start. One simple but brilliant trick to heat your do. home in 90 seconds and save thousands of dollars on your heating bill this winter. We make sure that for all these vaccines, uh, that there's enough capacity, uh, that there's competition. So the prices keep going down and we will have new vaccines. We'll have a, a TB vaccine malaria vaccine, HIV vaccine, and even the things like COVID vaccines, we need to make them have longer duration, more coverage, uh, and we're gonna change instead of using the needle to use a little mm. patch. Uh, so the pandemic really highlighted that we've been underinvested in those innovations and it, you know our partners in India yeah. are, are part of how we're gonna uh, get these breakthrough products. Okay, folks. So man boobs himself is out there telling us that uh, he's going to fix this all for us. He's got they're going to invest more in vaccines because it worked so well in the pandemic. I mean, these COVID vaccines have worked great. People are dying all over and have cancer everywhere now. It sounds great, right? Yeah. So we definitely need more vaccines to cause more cancer and kill more people because mm -hmm. if you want to get to 500 million or less, you got a lot of people to kill. Um, so, so Bill Gates is quite excited about his uh, his uh, successful late term abortion program or the vaccines. Um, exceedingly late, right? They're killing people who are, you know, I don't know, uh, I don't know, several hundred months after uh, conception. Um, the wait, wasteful eaters. Well, the useless eaters. Are, useless eaters. Yeah. They're causing global warming. Um, yes. Yes, but, we are. Bill Gates, his, his eugenics-loving family would be very proud of him. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, he's out here talking about HIV, TB vaccines, all these different things. We've got a whole bunch of different vaccines coming. Now, oh, I want to tell you guys about the vaccine patches. This Ooh. is a really important thing, the vaccine patches. What is that about? Well, the, this is important because you've got to understand there's two parts of this. So there are microneedle patches, and then there are patches that uh, that can be used where, where some of these vaccines are transmissible through the skin. Now, it depends. Uh, there's some interesting issues with going through the skin, but the microneedle patches actually get around that. 
but they're working on different ways to get these vaccines into people. Now, I don't know and have not deciphered all the science behind it, but there are apparently some issues with some of the gene therapy stuff uh, when it's absorbed through the air, through the skin, through some of these different things. Um, my understanding is to truly modify your genetics, they have to actually still inject it into you. It's got to get into your body directly. It's got to get through the, the skin and into the system. I don't really, I don't know why. I have not figured out all the science behind the why. Um, <laughs> you're right. We don't need no stinking patches. Uh, point, uh, point, good point, uh, comment here, point, man. Um, and uh, these, these things got to get on the scale. I don't really know the details of why. I've talked to a couple of my scientists, and there seem to be some issues with it. Um, but for whatever reason, they're really kind of focusing on some of these different mechanisms. And at the end of the day, though, it doesn't really matter. I mean, I don't want to put anything in or around or near my skin that's created by big pharma. And uh, I'm not going to. I mean, it just, it's just a disaster. So I guess we'll have to see what's going on here. But uh, they're definitely moving in this direction. And they're going to have you know, vaccines for everything. By the way, disease X is going to be zoonotic remember just mm -hmm. just like covid you know covid came pangolins pangolins yeah pangolins yep. we talked about pangolins last time yeah. short stack was on and she played a wildly inappropriate video yay um, <laughs> that's what uh, i'm here for randy marsh doing things that sh no one should ever do to a pangolin <laughs> um from south park so the south park reference there but um <clears throat> Anyways, this is uh, this is something that's really, I mean, it's a pretty big deal, right? It's it's a, it's kind of a thing. So, uh, and they are aerosolizing vaccines and doing a bunch of other things. I just we don't know what all they're doing, right? Um, it's it just, it, but it's a mess. So, anyways, thank you, Bill Gates, for your continued efforts to destroy you, uh, mankind. We appreciate very much your investment in uh, killing people, and yeah, it's good news, right? It's all great. I, I just, I just also want to add in really quick because if you catch words are very important, right? And you catch them often slipping and saying, "We're going to market this better, and we're going to push this harder." And if yeah. you, if you realize and remember that the U.S. is one of two countries in the entire world that allows pharmaceutical commercials it makes a lot more a lot more things make sense because yeah. why why have other countries decided not to allow this you know because you can see that pharmaceutical companies are, are multi-billion dollar in industries um so it's, it's really interesting to um to think back on that because if this really was a pandemic of epic proportions as they really try to to make this out to be we wouldn't need any level of marketing we wouldn't know we would see people dying left and right and know if i don't take this vaccine or this treatment i will surely 100 percent die but that's not the case at all so they have to market it to you they have to well there's there's inherently that that conflict right i mean that's what's so sick about the medical industry is that they shouldn't be profiting mm -hmm. off of these things at all and and you know, some people are like, oh, you know, I love, I always say, what's their motive? If their motive is really to, 
to make us healthy and save us and all this, then then why are they making billions of dollars on it as well, right? So you get this conflict. And it's like, it goes back to being a kid. Like, don't take candy from a stranger. Don't get in the white van with the creepy guy. If Bill Gates was going door to door and passing out candy in your neighborhood, would you allow your kid to eat the candy out of Bill Gates's hands? No. I mean, it's just like, where do you think the, the motivation is? Do you really think he's trying to save humanity? And the thing too, even going deeper than that, right? A lot of people do trust their doctors and they're supposed to be here to serve us and to make us healthier. But a lot of people also don't understand that these pharmaceutical companies go to these doctor's offices, they give them medication samples and they push and 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 basically and they make money off of it. Yeah, yeah. They, they bribe them and charge. Your doctor them. shouldn't be making money and off of giving you a medication. Exactly. That's so a conflict. Medication you're getting, it's because some pharmaceutical rep went there and schmoozed him with some some mm-hmm. football tickets or, or yeah. something, and that's why he's now recommending this mm-hmm. medication. And it has nothing to do with is this medication actually going to help you? Mm-hmm. He's actually making money off of it. So you're just this guinea pig, so he can go and have fun on the weekend and how many of them actually take this stuff like what going back to the top of the show how many of the people in in high levels in our society actually took this vaccine exactly how many of them actually think that hcq and ivermectin aren't effective i wonder how many of them take hcq and ivermectin on a regular basis now Mm -hmm. yeah well and we've got a couple of great comments there. You know, we talk about Bill Gates and his love for birth control, and he's kind of slipping that in. You know, meanwhile, creating the, uh, the vaccine, well, you know, talking about the need for population control. And it was, I mean, this all kind of fits together, right? And then, yeah, Open Narratives noted that they're, they're going to put it in our food, which they are. We know that. Um, you know, I mean, we've got uh, we've got a ton of really uh, important things to understand here, right? You know, it's going on, so it's a mess. Um, I want to move on to something that's uh, that I actually love. There is hope for the world, right? There's there's hope for the world. We've got a couple things that are occurring out there that that make me smile, and uh, this headline uh, is important. This is in not to be, so this is actually not. Yeah, it's it's actually true. Oklahoma lawmakers' new bill would require students dressed as furries to be removed by animal control. <laughs> so that's amazing. Uh, so anything for anybody that doesn't know, uh, there's a thing out there called furries, and uh, what furries are are idiot kids who have not been spanked often enough. And who, you know, try go to school and they actually dress up as animals and pretend to be animals. Uh, they, they may answer the teacher with a meow or a bark. Uh, you know, there's all sorts of nonsense going on there. But and uh, who many teachers around the country are actually accommodating and just letting them get away with acting like animals. Um, there are all sorts of horror stories that we're seeing. Uh, all over the place on this, and uh, yeah, I mean, this is this is one of the dumbest thing ever. Well, I, I mean, this uh, is, yeah, I mean, really, really the furry thing. Yeah, I mean, just this is just stupid. I this mean, to, just, to be to be fair, it isn't just uh, the smaller children who haven't been spanked enough. I mean, we have we have seen a plethora of our military in, uh, enjoying their their puppy puppy parties where they all dress no. up and, and walk each other. 
Yeah, I, I actually feel, I mean, this is me feeling sad for children. So what we're seeing is the grooming. So the furry mm-hmm. stuff, there was actually, I mean, we're out here in Nevada. So like Vegas and Reno and the big conventions, they had like furry, almost like parties, like mm-hmm. festivals for a long time now. But this is something that started pretty re- gross, almost sexual. Mm-hmm. And now for some reason, why is it that our kids even know about it? And it's trickled down. A culture has now trickled down to them. Yeah. It's it's grooming. Mm-hmm. Anyone who thinks that this is anything but grooming or that it didn't come from an evil place like that isn't paying attention. I mean, if you think that this is a harmless thing, and even if even if we go, oh, these poor kids, they were affected by COVID, they have this and that going on. There's so many mental disorders now with our youth. But if you don't think that it was a targeted and planned attack to groom our children into a sexualized state, then you're not paying attention. And it, it just it just it just goes back to that false compassion again, because I saw several stories where teachers were saying, oh, this student was meowing every time I asked her the answer to this question. And they just let them slide. They, they just thought it was funny that they always responded with a meow or a bark. But you're sitting there allowing these kids to not actually learn the information that they need to take. And then they're passing them in these grades without actually learning any of this information. And then they sit there and they complain, well, you know, graduation rates are dropping and, and kids aren't exceeding as well in college. So we have to start removing these, these exams because they're not passing, but then you're allowing these kids to actually not actively participate and actually learn this information. And you're, you're, you're just allowing, I, I hate to say this level of stupidity, but you're allowing them to stay dumb by having this false. It's it's planned. I mean, the public school system is doing it. Yeah. It's all Mm -hmm. intentional is my point. Yeah. Don't think that this is accidental or that this is just something that's cropped up in in youth, you know, like, Oh, they just, they're just into this. It's just a a fun little kid thing. No, no, no. Children, children don't behave like this. This is not happening by accident. This is part of the grooming agenda and part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no question about that. I mean, listen, so here's, here's from the story. Quote, students who purport to be an imaginary animal or animal species or who engage in anthropomorphic behavior commonly referred to as furries at school shall not be allowed to participate in school curriculum or activities. The parent or guardian of the student in violation of this section shall pick the student up from school or animal control services shall be contacted to remove the student. <laughs> I mean, I think they should push it further. If you really want to be a furry, you need to eat out of a dog bowl. Oh, you should be oh. eating dog food. I mean, you should go to the bathroom outside. If no, you don't even. Well, I've heard about really dogs. Do I, I, yeah, I know oh. dogs will sometimes raid the kitty litter box. So they should oh, just put, a, put a kitty litter box in front <laughs> oh, of these kids. Now, listen, here's the thing. <laughs> really? Furry? <laughs> this could, But this all comes from, listen, how is it... Uh, we're, you you know we kind of you got to laugh at it a little bit, but at some point, how is this any different? How is it any different for me to pretend to be a cat mm-hmm. than for me to pretend to be a girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not a girl and I'm not a cat, and mm-hmm. there's nothing I can do to be a cat or a girl. Mm-hmm. And you know this the, we we've gone so far as to have the adedictomy and weenie removal surgeries, and to promote that, but it doesn't change anything. You're just an idiot who got your wiener cut off. Mm-hmm. You're not a girl. You're just an idiot. Yep. Uh, you know, and, and well, again, this is this is them trying to get rid of God. I mean, they got rid of God out of the school system. You know, we were talking about what in the early '60s in New York is when that started. Yeah. So you pull God 
out of the school systems. But the moment, what I've been saying from the beginning with the trans agenda and this grooming, because this is not for me, this, there's a separation between being gay and pushing this stuff on our kids, the trans grooming agenda. The moment you tell a child that they were an accident and they were made wrong, you've destroyed God. Mm-hmm. There is no God for that child anymore. You've said, oh, God might've made a mistake. And you've destroyed So it. think of what that's doing to these children's, mm-hmm. children's psyche. Yeah. And so, yes, what you're saying, some people are gonna say you're harsh, you're mean, you're not being kind. I'm kind to people who have issues, mental disorders, this, that, and the other thing. Why are my children, why are kids at eight years old being told they can choose things like that, that will forever affect their lives. Well, we're lying to them, right? We're telling we're lying them to you them. Can be something you can't be. And this we're destroying like, God. There's no God. You've told them that they're broken, they're imperfect, and that well, God what's doesn't the difference? exist. So, I mean, I'm going to be, you know, a bit, a bit uh, over, over the top here, which I know is shocking. But let's, you know, let, tell me the difference here, right? So what's the difference whether I tell an eight-year-old boy that he can have his wiener cut off and be a girl? Or I tell an eight-year-old boy he can fly if he jumps off a roof. Either way, you're causing permanent physical harm if they believe you. They just need to, what, you know, the problem is, is that we, we used to teach, and I remember growing up, you know, they used to teach, well, listen, we have to learn to accept who we are. We, and, you know, t- I never agreed with that fully because I think we have to learn who we are and work to be better. Mm-hmm. But it starts with an understanding of who you are. And if you can't accept who you are, there is no way you can go forward. You know, and you, yeah, if, if God made you this way, God made you that way, that's fine. You can't change being a boy or a girl, right? You can't. Um, you know, sometimes you got things that are messed up. Sometimes you got people that got this issue or that issue or this, you know, but, but that's just the way that it is. You know, I mean, there's people who are born who are, you know, without the capacity to walk or who are different, you know, disabled or whatever. There's all sorts of ways to be born. It's not a mistake, right? It's never a mistake. And the most compassionate thing we can do is help people to understand and appreciate who they are as they are. Not to tell them, now you can control, for example, if you're, you know, if you're a big fat cow, this whole body acceptance thing, you know, that's nonsense. And please tell me, please tell me this. Why is it that we've got the whole, the whole, uh, you can't fat shame me. You got to accept me as a fat pig um, group out there. But at the same time, uh, we're, we're supposed to, these people who have complete control, right? They could quit eating. They could exercise. They could do what, you know, do the things that you need to, to be healthy. But for someone who, who is a male, that wants to pretend to be female, you know, that we're supposed to just, well, go ahead and get your wiener cut off. I mean, it makes no sense. The things that you can change, we're saying, well, you can't change it, so we got to accept you. And the things that you really can't change, we're trying to pretend that you can. It is literally backwards. Well, I think as a parent, this is, don't you want your children, you want to instill values, morals, and then actual skills to your children so that they live a happy, healthy, successful life and they're um, participating in society. They're being good individuals, right? This is why there's an agenda to not instill those things in our kids because these people are trying to destroy our, our culture, right? So you get rid of mom and dad and the traditional family 
and you start instilling all these other values. And then again, being obese is not easy. If you are obese, you're diabetic, you're going to have health issues. Why would any parent, no parent out there sitting there going, my kid's going to be fat and I'm going to be giving them high fives the whole time because I want them to be obese. Obesity is not something to be proud of or to try to, 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 to search for. And if you are obese, we should be trying to make you healthy, correct? Well, we should be. And then if you're a child, I mean, listen, encouraging it. We should try it. Yeah, you've been fat. You were COVID fat. We've yeah. all had our ups and downs and we go through it, right? But as a society, we want you to be healthy and happy as, as a parent. And then the same with these kids. Of course, your child might say, I feel this way or that way, or be going through issues of feeling, you know, they might, they might be gay. That's fine. But as a parent, you want them to be as happy and well-rounded individual as possible. So again, what, why are we grooming them? Why are we, I mean, if you look at the markers of how many trans children, how many children identified as trans like 10 years ago to now, I mean, what kind of bump do we have? Because it's become a trend. We're intentionally grooming these kids. We're actually trying to promote it. And mental illness can be nature or it can be nurture. You can groom mental illness. You can, you can train someone to become mentally ill and that's Mm -hmm. what we're doing. And that's the issue I have here. And, you know, it's, uh, I'm going to tell one real quick personal story because, uh, I had some, uh, love about ball who has made some great comments. I just want to comment because you should point out that there are fat people who are fat, not because, because they have actual health issues, medical issues. And I I recognize that. Yeah. I do recognize that there are people who have faced different issues, including that. Absolutely. Um, and, but let me tell you a little story here. So for me, uh, I was a fat kid, right? Um, Mm -hmm. when I was a little kid, I turned into a little porker and, uh, the reason that I got into shape and one of the first, I was always into working out and exercise and stuff like that, but I got fat because I ate terrible. Uh, well, the thing that turned the corner for, that actually got me into fitness and health was uh, I was going through the lunch line at school one day and I heard one of the lunch workers say to the other lunch worker, hey, give that kid extra. He looks like he really needs it. <laughs> um, and I, once I went home, I looked in the mirror and I said, oh, you know what? You're a fat kid. You need to fix that. So you know what I did? I started learning how to eat healthy and I started exercising. That's what I did, right? So that led me to a life of being involved in being healthy. For, and I've been, you know, for the, most of my life, I did get COVID fat. I've been fat a few times and it'll happen again. And when I'm fat, if you ask me, how do you feel about fat? I'm going to tell you, well, I shouldn't be it, but I am right now. Um, yeah. And, and there are people own. that have conditions. I understand that, and but I, I'm ta- you know what? what we're talking about is a culture yeah. that's we're saying it's cool. Responsibility There's a culture. and decision making yes. and embracing things. So that's a different, a little bit different animal. I it, wanna it, hit- it, it goes. It goes back to the value behind it, right? Because yeah. what the left likes to do, everything with the left is all about emotion. They just do what yeah. makes you happy instead of doing what makes you better. And the problem with being healthy, they always say, well, if you're healthy, it's just because you want to be skinny. It has nothing to do with it. If you actually understand the physical and mental benefits that you gain from actually actively being healthy, your your brain functions better, you sleep better, you feel better, you feel stronger. And so if, if, you're, if you're looking at all of these benefits, right, you have a, a completely different why. Yeah behind why you're training, behind why you're eating better. And when you start seeing those benefits and you start feeling much better and you have more energy and you have more capacity to do more things that you actually enjoy doing, your mentality on working out and eating better completely changes because 
I'm able to do a lot more things now that I have gone really, really clean eating carnivore that I was not able to do before. And a lot of these people on the left say, oh, you're just doing it to be skinny. Listen, I go to the gym to maintain my mental health. When I am stressed or if I'm going through things, I go to the gym to clear my mind. I think that's a bigger thing for girls. You all get told that you're only doing it Mm -hmm. to be skinny and it's not really that. Most of the women I know that are really dedicated are more about the health than than the look. Absolutely. But I mean, that's another thing too. If you work out, that's free therapy that they don't want you knowing about. They would rather you go to a therapist and have him continually ask you, all of the things that make you depressed. So you're consistently thinking about why you're depressed. And then you keep going back to them because for some reason, some extraordinary reason, you can't get, you can't let go of your depression because all that you talk about is your depression. When all that you need- Short stack, it's almost like you don't want to go to the psychiatrist. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, Go to the gym and all of your depression, it miraculously- goes away and there's been studies on this if you start training i usually feel better when i'm punching things i like my heavy bag workouts no i love to smash things that's like the best like boxing best therapy but it, it, it it all it all goes back down to money Everything goes back down to money. They make money off of you when you're fat. Mm-hmm. They make money off of the medications because everybody just wants a, a quick fix pill. You know, they 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 make money off of everything. There's a reason why they push this mentality, and because it's become this victimhood mentality that we have here now. Yeah. That that victimhood mentality transitions into ego, and now these same people that are mentally I almost said something I probably should not have said. They're <laughs> they're they're so far gone that go now they're thinking. <laughs> now they're thinking. Well, if this person is in better shape than me, how dare they make me feel bad about myself? Yeah, because the shaming. Yeah. the problem, and that's and that's it. Just just if you have the capacity to become morbidly obese, you have the capacity to also get healthy. Like well, you, but you, I want to go back because you said something very important says about money and when you mm. said that it gave me the opportunity to be a professional broadcast host Ooh. for a minute Ooh. and to create a bridge bridge because to the next headline let's right? go <laughs> to the next headline and we i want to get through a few because we got a bunch of things quick um so donald trump and speaking of money so Donald Trump headline, President Trump promises he will never allow the creation of CBDC, central bank digital currencies. This is a huge step forward. God bless Trump. Uh, this is a very, very big deal. A very big deal. And we need to really kind of be aware of this because that's a bit, Trump is getting the CBDCs. Now we got to, we got to, I'm hoping he comes around on the vaccines a little better, but he has the CBDCs. This is a huge, huge deal. And I will tell you, this is as big of a deal as anything else that's happening out there. CBDCs will be the end of freedom. We've got to be attentive to that. So kudos to Trump on that. By the way, support the Tom Wren Show, TomRens.com, the America Out Loud Network. Hit share, share, share. Please help us get more listeners, more viewers, more readers. Uh, we got to get this out there. TomRens.substack.com. Go to uh, support us at TomRens.com. We need people to donate. Donate, donate, donate. More also, money we got, the more we can fight. Shameless plug here, but this CBDC thing is actually very, very serious. And if you head to TomRens.com, Tom actually has a book explaining mm-hmm. the dangers and intricacies of 
if this digital currency actually went into play. So you could actually purchase that book now. It's available now and you will learn everything that you need to know and why this is so dangerous. Yes, mm -hmm. yes, we do. It does just so happen that we do have a CBDC book out there. Maybe that's why Trump's there. He, he read my book. He Tom, did. have you have you seen any other political candidates speaking out like this against CBDCs so clearly? Because um, this is something that I think... Uh, I mean, now we'll see more, hopefully. People that are saying okay. something about it, but okay. not too many. I mean, yeah. it's really, this is a big deal in the way that he, you know, just outright, no, we're not doing yeah. it. That's a it. really big deal. Now, yeah. the thing to watch, though, is that the bad guys know this, and uh, the bad guys are very interested in, in uh, doing this through the private sector. And so what they're going to try and do is create a monopoly and have the big banks all have digital currencies of their own. It's There's a thing to that, but uh, it, it's it's complicated. And uh, Love Bob all just mentioned about the uh, uh, the quantum financial system. Actually, we're working on some stuff on that related to some cryptocurrencies and some different things that would be uh, you know, blockchain type, you know, to people. We're actually working on some stuff like that. We'll have more news in the future, but you, you're right. There is a counter to CBDCs and uh, we do need to do some, some work on that. But uh, Trump's on it. Um, I'm going to fly through a few different things here because, of course, we're running more than a little bit long. Um, uh, we have uh, digital kill switches, info wars. This is a big one. Uh, you know, Alex has a great thing up here talking about uh, you know these digital kill switches and the kill switches are for to shut down the internet uh, and to shut down communications this that and other but understand that they can censor they can limit uh, web traffic they can do all sorts of things is a great article on this on infowars and I want to recommend everybody take a look at it it's titled digital kill switches how tyrannical government stifle political dissent it's a really important article um, just, to, just to add in also really quick, yeah. if they control your money and they can kill switch your bank account, they can also kill switch the internet. So now you don't have any information, but they're pushing for electric vehicles that could also have a kill switch. Now you have no method of traveling, moving, getting information, getting anything that you need to survive. That's ultimate control. Yep. And so they're, many people are blind to that, and that's hitting all three things that you need. Yeah, they're, they're literally, what this is, is this is very clear. They're trying to take control of necessities, yeah, transportation, energy, food, things like that. And so they can control every aspect of society. Without those things, you know, you can do nothing. So that's, that's what they're doing. And uh, we either keep ensuring that we can provide these things uh, with small businesses, and we have individual providers for all these things, or we're, we're lost. Thank you all for listening, and we'll be back soon.